All our lives, we're programmed from buying into other people's beliefs and limiting views of the world, and then we make them our own truths. Extraordinary Life Podcast is here to offer new perspectives that serve you and obliterate the ones that don't. Are you going to let other people's limits hold you back from your extraordinary life? Hey, Jennifer Merrifield here. Let's talk about arguments, fighting, squabbling, those aggressive verbal battles. I want to show you how it's possible to not argue anymore, ever. Or at least if an argument starts, that you know how to very quickly put a stop to it. Now, this doesn't mean that you're not going to disagree with other people for various reasons, because we all have different opinions. That's normal. But there won't be any need for disagreements to turn into arguments. So let's just define the difference here. Before a disagreement becomes an argument, it's simply just a difference of opinion. And this is without criticism or negative judgment or needing anyone else to agree with us. Plus, it's not being offended by a difference of opinion. Disagreeing is pretty fact-based, really. It's just like, you like the blue one, I like the green one. It doesn't make one of them right or wrong or better than the other. It's just a different opinion. So go ahead and like that if you want to. I'm going to like this one over here. We're cool. Arguments start when we add our emotions to the mix. Now we're taking it personally. So it's more like our opinions are different, but I personally believe the only answer is the best answer, which is my answer. And not only that, but I also need you to agree with me. (laughs) This is where we're looking for validation outside of ourselves from someone else, the person we're looking for that agreement from. Us believing in our own opinion isn't enough. We need them to agree with us or see our way so that we feel justified, so we feel appreciated or respected or heard. It's some way of feeling good enough in some way that we're not getting at the moment. Arguing always has the added emotional charge that disagreeing doesn't really have. So outside of abuse, which we're not talking about here, I would put arguments into three categories. So the lowest would be the more like irritated disagreements. You know, we're taking things a little personally. There's a bit of an edge going on. They get a little heated and we express with maybe firmer words, some eye rolling or other disapproving facial gestures, but it's manageable. The mid-level would be more like bickering. We're now raising voices, a little more exaggerated in the facial expressions and pronunciation and tone. There's a definite anxiety going on and you feel the competitiveness and judgment at this level for sure. The highest level, I would say, or the high level, like I said, not including abuse, we're not going to go there. The high level stuff would be more like the obvious all out yelling battles, very loud, very cussy. There's like little spittles spraying from people's mouths, bigger body gesturing, very little respect for taking turns speaking, more getting into each other's space kind of going on here. Definite competition for sure. Um, And then there are a few different arguments personalities, right? There's the more, see if you recognize these type of personalities, there's the more like sneaky, passive, aggressive manipulation style. You know, that kind of person who's very clever at manipulating like anything into right for them and wrong for anyone else. You know, you could be partway through a disagreement or an argument and then they switch and somehow they spin it and you're still wrong. And it's just like, wow, this is super manipulative for sure. Uh, there's also, there's the poor me martyr victim style as well. It's the person who's more like, I'm wounded and I'm weak, so feel sorry and bad for me. And that's their that's their um, their way of getting you to back down to it. It's very 
poor me. Um, I'm weak. So don't, you know, don't be intimidating to me. Um, and then there's this stubborn, more incessant explaining and re-explaining logical type where they present the facts in several different ways over and over. It's like, just listen to me, listen to this. This is all that matters. Your feelings don't matter. Your opinion doesn't matter. These facts right here over and over. <laughs> have you like, have you had an argument with those people? It's just like, there's no point in saying a word. Um, and then there's the more, you know, a- a- aggressive type that uses intimidation, interrogation and threats. It's the more explosive, angry stuff. And that's the, that's where we're getting into the abusive edge of it there. But sometimes when we're in an argument, we kind of go between different arguing personalities. And maybe we start out being more of that logical, these are the facts, stick with this, to to getting more aggressive and using bad words and stuff if we're not being heard. We could even end up withdrawing and getting all quiet and silent. Keep in mind also that each of those personalities has several levels of intensity and can be very subtle. So sometimes it's hard to, you know, it's not about really defining them. I was just wanting to point out the different sort of styles that show up. And depending on which types you throw in the ring together, you get, you know, like one really aggressive person and one really, you know, like a poor me, like you're going to get a whole different result depending on who goes at it together. Um, So there are two things that you can know and three tools for success that are going to really help you to just be done with arguing. The two things to know are about you. It's all about you. So what are your boundaries and what are your patterns? If we have clear boundaries, we know when a disagreement is turning into an argument. And that's great. However, sometimes we don't stop though because our patterns, aka our bad habits that we've been, you know, collecting and carrying around with us for our entire lives, they kick in when we feel a threat and then we start reacting and then it spirals. And that's when we can lose sight of our boundaries that maybe we knew what they were or they were there for a moment, um, but we lose sight of it because we just have that need to keep the battle going. If we feel attacked or infringed upon, it's kind of human nature to protect ourselves with defense, right? And if ego is up there that day, then that defense can turn into like a full-on counterattack. So to keep your dignity and integrity intact, you've got to know how to stop when you're at the edge of your boundaries being crossed. And keep in mind that we can cross our own boundaries as well. It's not just the other person. So be brutally honest with yourself. What point do you get triggered in an argument? How do you respond or react? Do you get louder? Do you swear? Do you stop listening? Or do you talk faster? Uh, Do you bring up past or use criticism? Do you cry or somehow um, use facial expressions or other body language to express your disapproval? When those things happen, there's a fear that you're reacting to that's, that's happening for you. Take ownership and notice those habits because even though it's kind of like the sting, it doesn't feel good to notice the things that we don't really like about ourselves, but that's the only way that we're able to break our habits and change to new ones. It's not about whose fault or what's right or wrong. We can only change ourselves and we're only making it worse when we try to force someone else to change. If we want to move forward, we have to put that focus on ourselves. Making shifts in how we talk, how we listen, how we communicate, our body language and tone, it all makes such a huge impact on how we're perceived to somebody else. 
You know, it, it, um, have you ever um, been on the receiving end of someone being defensive uh, towards you and attacking? And it just instantly seems to devalue your opinions, doesn't it? And make you feel more defensive right away. So first thing, you've got to notice your own patterns. We all have patterns. Some are good. Some, you know, we don't like. But if we can recognize them and take ownership of them, that's the only way we're going to change them. So Take the time while you're in a good state of mind and feeling good about yourself to prepare so that you can be ready for any future arguments or disagreements that want to turn into arguments. Once you've acknowledged your personal point uh, between responding to a disagreement where it's not an issue and reacting to a disagreement which will um, begin an argument, then you can use these three tools. This is These are so good. Just remember these three words and it will trigger the descriptions that I'm going to give for you in the middle of, you know, you seeing that these points happening. Breathe, ask, and pause. So first one is breathe. Breathing is always a good thing to do uh, to get us grounded and get us back to the present. Breathe right now. Doesn't that just feel, it just feels good, right? If you're irritated or feel blamed or attacked, take take a couple slow, full breaths as soon as you think of it. We have a much better chance of not losing our shit when our nerves are relaxed and our heart rate is normal. You're going to just feel so much more grounded and your, your logic mind's not going to get all foggy right away. If you don't want someone to feel like they're right and you're wrong, then you certainly don't want to hand them your personal power, do you? So get grounded with your breath and your energy, and that's going to make you feel a lot more in control. As soon as you start engaging to defend or justify uh, where they're wrong, you weaken your personal power because now your focus is to find ways to lessen their credibility and force them to change your mind to see your way. That's not the thing to focus on that's going to help you. It's a hamster wheel. It's just, it's spinning. It's not, it's going nowhere very fast. They're going to be just as committed to needing to be right as you are and you're on the hamster wheel together. (laughs) We can't make anyone believe or do anything just because we need to be right, just like they can't for us as well. So the next two are ask and pause. And these can, wow, these can really make a big change for you. Very few people have actually learned how to feel confident and comfortable in asking for what they need or asking how they would like to be heard. So many arguments would never have to happen if we knew how to both ask for what we need and respectfully hold a space as a listener to give the same back to the other person. The more we don't feel heard and the more our needs don't feel met, the stronger we're going to fight to be right. You've heard that phrase um, uh, where they ask, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And seriously, while that is a lovely sentiment in hindsight or right now, yes, of course we want to be happy. But in the middle of an argument, don't you think it's more like I will be happy if they admit I'm right? Both parties are usually feeling the same way and neither will back down to validate the other because there's a sense that if I validate you right now, you're going to see it as me unvalidating myself, right? It's hamster wheel, like I said. So not getting to that argument point, do you see how that just none of this will even matter anymore? 
Um, so know yourself, know when it's gotten too far, know when it's futile to continue talking, know when your health is at stake. Are you shaking? Are you trembling? Are you nervous? Are you cold or hot? Do you feel like crying? Are you getting a headache? Do you have a knot in your stomach? What are you feeling? Really connect with yourself. You don't have to feel any of those ways. If you're at the edge where you feel like you might be triggered into old habits that will just make it worse, ask ask for a pause. Now, keep in mind that some people really have that need to talk right away, talk right now, and other people have the need um, to contemplate. They just need some time alone to process. When you have the two of them together in an argument, asking for a pause can really upset the person who needs to talk. So here's what you do. In respect of their of that type of person, reassure them that you're coming back. For example, I feel like I may say some things that I'm going to regret right now. So I'm going to take some time to get my thoughts together. I'm coming back. I'll meet you back here in X amount of time, 15 minutes, an hour, whatever. Will you please honor that? If they resist, then work on making a compromise with how much time, but be clear that taking a pause is them respecting your boundary as much as having the conversation is you respecting their need to talk so that that's part of the compromise and that everyone gets their needs met. Using the power of the pause is a really great pattern interrupt when you're in that like steamy, high energy stuff going on. Just take a pause catch your breath, calm yourself, and get really clear on what you want to say. Notice if you've made some assumptions and are there apologies or amends that you need to make? Are there questions you'd like to ask? Do you have boundaries um, to make more clear? And then before you go back to continue the discussion, have a goal. What do you want to accomplish? So it's not just more justifying and needing to be heard and that, you know, just going in circles kind of thing. And then request what you need. In the meantime, try to keep your emotion emotions parked, stick to the facts as much as possible, and notice when the emotional words show up for you. And they can be disguised in adjectives, criticisms, rhetorical questions, you know, opinions with edgy tone attached, and then pull back when that happens and take a breath and pause on the spot for a moment to reframe and refocus. You know, we've all heard um, the benefits of coming from I statements, so use those as well. Rather than stating your Um, your point using you, you did this, you hurt me, and so on. Say things more like, I felt this way when this was said. I sensed this thing when this was presented or when I saw this. Or did you mean this, fill in your assumption, when you said this to me? Anyone responding in anger or manipulation is fear-based and fear will bring out our self-protection instinct. So if we're, if we are, you know, saying you did this and you made me feel this way, then it's, people are going to respond in more defense because they're feeling attacked. It's really, it's core wounds being triggered. I mean, the way we react in arguments is learned behavior. That's what habits are. Repetitive behavior we teach ourselves or we learn from others that we do over and over and over and then it becomes automatic, right? So, um, you know, we're only going to get away with inappropriate behavior when we're arguing with someone else who also learned that it's normal and acceptable. So if we want to change our normal and acceptable, we've got to really, you know, change the habit and stick with it. Be, um, be consistent and follow our boundaries and, and, um, you know, not 
sway from them whatsoever, ever. Some people will shrink and withdraw when they feel attacked or intimidated, or they may even overly apologize when they haven't really done anything wrong and try to keep the peace by appeasing everyone, even if it infringes on their own dignity and respect. They just really want to make it stop. There's a huge fear going on for them. This would indicate um, that they have very unclear boundaries. There's such a fear of the other person's aggression and that, and maybe um, that it's their fault in some way that they overcompensate in fixing and peacekeeping. You're definitely not going to hear someone in that position asking for what they need. On the other hand, the aggressor is, you know, the type of person who talks above others in arguments, talks over them, maybe gets louder, won't budge on their stance. Even when information is shared that shows they could be wrong, they're just not going to back down. There seems to be a confidence type of stance in how they carry themselves. That's not genuine confidence, by the way. That's fear trying to look confident confident, pardon me. And you know what, let's just for a moment, can we just do a little timeout? And can we get super clear? And can we agree? Okay, that if there is any angry physical interaction, interaction, or threatening verbal abuse, you need to get help, get out and get help. There is no okay with any amount of that stuff. Here's a good way to know if if there's a problem going on that you're not acknowledging. If you feel like you can't share all the details of how someone is treating you or that you find yourself justifying their behavior to protect them, it is not right. It is so not cool. You are being manipulated. Yes, maybe they say they love you, but that's not love. And they also really need help, a different kind of help. We are not responsible for anyone else's behaviors, even if someone says, you made me do it. Not true. So not true. Okay. And another side of it is people can certainly influence and coerce us to do things through threat, intimidation, and bullying. But that sick feeling in your stomach when something doesn't feel right, that right there is your intuition. It's your gut telling you to get out and get help. And then another side of this is if you're a person who's finding yourself repeatedly apologizing for extreme or inappropriate behavior towards someone, you need to get help. Apologizing does not fix or erase it, and it doesn't give you permission to keep doing it. Please, please get some help. Okay, we could do a whole podcast on that, but I think the message is clear, and I'm just going to leave that part at that. Okay, so the next time you find yourself in a disagreement, be a detective, get super aware of your automatic reactions and habits so you can make changes. Excuse me, so you can make changes. Um, If you can prevent an argument altogether, that's the best option. But stopping once you've been triggered into old habits is really a new habit to celebrate. You know, it'll take a few tries to get super smooth, smooth with it, but remind yourself that not reacting to someone's implied accusations or judgments or assumptions about you by not engaging in a defensive way doesn't mean you're saying they're right and you're wrong or that you even agree with anything they say. It's taking the high road. It's ignoring what's petty and not giving away your personal power. I believe in you. 
Thanks so much for listening. And hey, I've got a couple of spots open for one-on-one coaching coming up in the next month. If you are really ready to change that old programming, those habits and unsupportive limiting beliefs that are holding you back from your extraordinary life, then be in touch. Let's get on a call, no charge, and let's have a chat. In the meantime, this is Jennifer Merrifield, personal excellence mentor and coach, wishing you an extraordinary day.